Hello. And welcome. It's beer clock and it's time for... Drunken Time Chavon. This week <laughs> we've been thinking about a new dematerialization effect that YouTube person John Smith did. Yes, John Smith. It is an effect type thing where... It's quite genius. Where instead of the TARDIS dematerializing, mm. or that we see the TARDIS dematerializing, it everything else yeah. dematerializes basically, yeah. and you, we just stick, follow the TARDIS from. You stick with it from source through to the vortex to the destination. Everything phases around it. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm. They should do that. I think they should. Right. That'll be good then. It, they're not going to do it now. No, they're not. Well, you never know. They might. Well, is this the same guy? No, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, they did the uh, the, the new sequ- title sequence for the last series. They basically used one of the ideas that a YouTube type person did as well. The clock face twirling into infinity type thing. I do think it's, it's slightly pop- too it's, similar to our logo, for sure. It's a popular idea. Isn't it? Yeah. Not, the, not the clock no. face, but, yeah. Drunk people. Uh, anyway. On my left is nobody. But if such a person existed, he'd probably be the type of person who would sneak into my room every night and whisper, I don't exist. And be called Irish Gav. On my right, if someone who didn't exist had a right, is English Gav. However, since I don't exist, it's not. Our official Tedious Link Beer TM this week, month, is year, tri-week. Yes, tri-week. This epistory. Is Diablo. Diablo. Yes, from the Summer Wine Brewing Company. And we'll tell you all about that. Thusly. Venly. A little later in the show. Venly. Yeah. I thought that was almost a trademark. Uh, well, yes, so he's quite a shy and retiring person, but maybe if we wish a little, maybe this person will tell us all about the demons. Take it away, Mr. Synopsis. Episode 1. We open in a rather innocently named, nothing's going to happen here, rural village of Devil's End. A man dies. A local witch, Olive, casts her runes and determines something scientific is afoot. I mean, something evil is afoot. Undeterred by this evil, BBC3 is Devil's House on Devil Street. Seeing Olive protest the dig, the doctor thinks there's something scientific afoot, and heads off with Joe, who thinks there's something supernatural afoot. Getting nowhere with the BBC, Olive tries to talk to the vicar, who is actually the master, but she can't seem to convince him either. After a few wrong turns, a bar fight and an obstacle course, the doctor wins the final of Krypton Factor and finally makes it to the tomb at Devil Central, whilst the master is summoning scientific demons from a nearby church. He seems to be summoning Azal, but he hits the snooze button and sends Bok the Gimpy instead. The tomb opens, there's an earthquake, and the doctor's caught in it. 
Episode 2. With the doctor saying there's going to be trouble and rushing off, obviously a unit of mobilised nearby to help the situation. Oh, wait, they're back at there watching TV. Yates and Benton borrow Brigadier's helicopter while he's busy at the opera. On their way, they see giant footprints across the sun, uh, across the countryside. Back with the doctor, he says the doctor might not actually be dead, as initially thought, as both hearts seem to be working fine. Both hearts? Yeah, must be an echo. Never mind. Benton, searching the church, finds Olive locked in a cupboard, but gets apprehended at gunpoint and is taken outside, only to be burnt to a crisp after shooting at the devil. Then a force-field dome of heat is put around the village which stopped the brigadier entering as he's finished with the opera now. The doctor wakes up, figures out the master is behind it all, discovers a 750-ton model of a spaceship in the tomb and cures cancer. The master then sends Bok the Gimpy to the tomb to attack them. Episode 3 Using confusion techniques, the doctor wards Bok off. After arguing with Olive, Science, religion, science, religion. He explains that the devil is actually an alien species from the planet Deimos that landed here centuries ago and have convinced the world they didn't exist. And the ship model from earlier is a real ship that has actually shrunk. Uh, as is usual unit tactics, if they don't understand it, attack it. The doctor stops them before their actions make things worse. And when he tries to explain, they say, huh? So he has to come out in person to explain why attacking the dome is a bad idea. One of the master's lackeys steals a helicopter and plays kamikaze with the doctor, but misses and hits the dome instead. The master tries summoning Zalgin, who replies with something along the lines of, For fuck's sake, will you leave me alone, you annoying cunt? Episode 4 if I were to ask you how you would banish a demon you've just summoned, I'd assume you'd say, why would I banish a demon I'd just summoned? But this is exactly what the master now wants to do, and he attempts to do this by waving a candlestick holder at him. Your obvious next step, after failing to get rid of a demon, is to ask it for unlimited power, because... He thinks about this. He thinks about giving the doctor an interview for the position of Earth Ruler and thinks about destroying Earth. Decisions, decisions. After finally explaining how they're going to destroy the dome, the Doctor goes for a spot of Morris dancing in the village and performs a few magic tricks for the villagers. Joe decides that someone had better stop the Master from summoning the great indecisiveness for the last time and destroying the world. Episode 5 Joe and Yates are taken prisoner when Azal arrives, and Joe is to be sacrificed. Unit finally managed to follow the Doctor's instructions and weaken the dome so they can go through. Yates manages to escape and tell the Doctor who goes for his interview. I intend to give man a chance to grow up. The Master also has his interview. I will rule man for their own good. The Master gets the job, and before Azal can kill the Doctor, Joe jumps in front of him asking to be sacrificed instead. This confuses Azal to death, and he blows up. Everyone goes for a drink and a dance, and the master is sent to maximum security. Hurrah! The end. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Synopsis. So, Bok, mm. the, uh, the 
gargoyle thing that came to life. The gimpy child. The gimpy child. Gimpy child. Best gargoyle ever. Is is the best gargoyle in this episode? Story. Right. If you include the TV series Gargoyles, is he better than some of them? I've not seen it, but I'm saying no. Well, they seem to be mainly voiced by ex Star Trek Next Generation people. That automatically makes it better. <laughs> Finally. Then again, Pachau, we are stunned to count. And, and run, running around with his hands up. It was, it was so not scary. Well... He, he shouldn't be unless you take into account the fact that he can like disintegrate people he can disintegrate people he can also he's also impervious to bullets mm. which, or which explosions I, or what, what, what which I emphasise didn't stop unit till trying yes yeah. he can be blown up but then he just puts himself back together again yeah. by the method of reverse PT It is a good method of surviving things. Yeah, just rewind the video and yeah. there you are. It's something I wish I could develop at some point. I often use a similar method when I'm doing choose your own adventure books. Mm. That's ingenious. I, call it I, the never, th I call it never thought about doing that. <laughs> I call it the thumb in the previous, previous page. <laughs> Let me just check what happens here. Ah! <laughs> Back again. <laughs> well, I guess I'll pick this other route to choose. Um, no, good job I kept my finger in the previous, previous page. Damn <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I only have ten fingers. Right, I have to take my socks off now. Yeah. I'll fucking <laughs> back to the first chapter again. <laughs> I've been doing this wrong all the way. There's a Twitter account that kind of does that. There's, there's a series of Twitter accounts that you pick. That you go on this original Twitter account and it, shows, and it says, "This is happening. Do you want to go this way or go that way? If you want to go this way, go to at Twitter account. If you want to go the other way, go to at this other Twitter account." And you can keep and, and you, it keeps going with that quite. You know, quite a quite a long while. It all ends in death, though. I would imagine so. Probably you're wrong. Most most things do end in death. I think you're right. Such is the state of the uh, closed universe. <laughs> Are you trying to summon a demon? <laughs> <laughs> Has a demon not appeared? Hello. <laughs> Well, I'll try again later. <laughs> he is scared of things, though. <coughs> yes, apparently uh, little children's nursery rhymes or something. Yeah, Venusian nursery rhymes. Yeah. Which yes. roughly translate, as the doctor said, is close your eyes, my darling. Well, three of them at least. How many has I I don't know. I haven't seen any Venusians recently. Uh, are they including the Japs eye as well? <laughs> it's a Venusian Japs eye. Which would all be another, All the herrings are. Which would be another good band name. The Venusian Japs eye. 
and, he's... and and he also waved a trowel at him for some reason while whilst he was reciting the poem. He was a poem. A poem. Poem. Rhyme. <laughs> he, he was was he was he uh, trying to build a wall in front of him or something? Metaphorically. A metaphorical wall. Emotional a, a wall. A metaphorical between... wall of rhyme. <laughs> Just another good band name. <laughs> so, Box Daddy, Azal, yeah, <laughs> who is the main demon. He's the last of the demons. He is, so he's the main yeah, one. What, what was Bok? Bok was just... Just a random statue brought to life. Yeah. Nothing at all mystical about that. Yeah. Well, well, they have the ability to... Look, this thing's happening all the time in Doctor Who. What was was it Azul's kid, and he's just ashamed of him, and he's disowned him? Would you be? Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, Azal, or as I like to call him, Mister Tumnal from Narnia. I can't remember Mister Tumnal. Mister Tumnal was the guy with the like the half horse, half goat, mm. half man person. I admit, when you first said it, I was thinking Mister Tumble. What of? CBBC CBBC uh, Yeah It's probably not on mine It's probably on CITV Children's or something I don't know CITV Children's yeah. How young is that? <laughs> I don't know Children's ITV Children's <laughs> that's, how, that's how That's how young the children are getting these days And also children are having children of their own Yeah You can be a grandmother at 13 nowadays Dear BBC. Uh, so, yes, he's uh, actually part of an alien species then. Nothing at all supernatural about these whatsoever. Apart from you can uh, summon through incantations? You, well, you think a phone would be quicker. Or, you know, some kind of internet yeah. instant messenger. Yeah, I'll just say, hey, as all, where could be a lazy con? <laughs> You could just go into the instant messenger. Iwa woo woo, lol. Iwa woo. That's what what he says. That's what the master. That's what the master said. Although I can understand it being summoned by incantations, since apparently he communicates the, the uh, Azal communicates entirely by shouting. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of understand people shouting at him to get them to come there. Also, he, he yeah. appears in the cavern or crypt underneath the church. Mm. Seems to be pretty tall, since apparently his size is all over the place. What the cavern appears to be pretty tall. Oh well, yeah, because Zal appears in it. Yes, and is is what like twenty foot tall or something. Sometimes he's twenty foot. Sometimes well, probably seven. Yeah, I mean they were in a helicopter at one point. There's all these hoof marks on the mm. ground that were what. 20 feet along, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. And then they landed and they seemed to be about a foot long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they couldn't create the same effect without video effects. Yeah, apparently his footprints scale with distance. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's not like Father Ted explaining things far away and stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's no matter how far away, it's still the same size. <laughs> so the closer it gets, the smaller it is. <laughs> yes. And the further away you get, the bigger it gets. Yeah. That would explain something amusing. <laughs> <laughs> I think of anything. I can't think. Literally, can't think of anything that works like that. The literally only thing is the devil's footprints. Apparently, yeah. He's not the devil, guy. He's not supernatural of any kind. So, sorry, the aliens' footprints. He's just. He's just. Uh, he's just uh, the doctor's car dressed up. Or something. But he actually he is the devil though because he was introduced into the law as the devil. Is what we know as the devil. The devil is actually now him. Just like uh, that next generation episode. Best of Blue Forest. Wait, that's not right. Comedy. No, uh, comedy. Devil's Jews. Jews, D U E S, not. Uh, I, I not, don't not remember the titles. Okay. Well, we'll move on. And also, this man, this this man, this giant Narnian creature destroyed Atlantis, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because we saw Atlantis in the future, possibly. I can't remember. It was in the underwater menace. Yeah. Yeah, it, I started thinking, was that actually Atlantis that we saw in that? I think it was Atlantis. I was almost uh, going to do, or I did do, yeah, history about. You it. did do history on Atlantis. Yeah. Or, hist- or no, I was going to, and then I realised that was just silly, because <laughs> I couldn't find it. I mean, I knew it's not was real, it but I was going to do history mm-hmm. of the myth of Atlantis. Was it just an underwater city that we... I think it was Atlantis. Well, let's put it this way, he's destroyed Atlantis, and then we're going to go to Atlantis in a future Doctor Who called the Time Monster, where it's not going to be destroyed by Narnia people. And also this, uh, I reckon he was bragging. He didn't actually kill it. He didn't kill Atlantis. He didn't kill Atlantis. No, he's he's just sort of bragging. I've heard Atlantis is gonna die. Or, Maybe he uh, meant that he cancelled Stargate Atlantis. That's probably it. Because in our time, he's he's the head of some kind of TV studio. That's why they have the skyscrapers so big because they need them to fit into it. Mm -hmm. And also, when you get closer to TVs, apparently they get smaller these days. All same. It would save on uh, space in your house, although you won't want to get too far away from your TV (laughs) because it'd get too big. Yeah, but every time you go to work, you'd come home and everything would be crushed because it would just. (laughs) Fill up the room. I got too far away from the TV again. <laughs> I'll just move away slightly from the TV to make it a 58 inch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't see it. Right, I'm going to move closer. Oh, no. no. <laughs> can't see any of the people on it now. <laughs> You'd have to work out the exact distance. <laughs> That would have the best picture. What if one person moves towards it and another person moves away? 
That, that is the kind of philosophical dilemmas <laughs> that TVs are afraid of. <laughs> well, it would be the owner, probably. Ah. It'd be quantum tangled to the owner. Yeah. <laughs> Philosophy and quantum science. These are the things you get from the <laughs> Drunken Time Travel podcast. <laughs> Speaking of being pretty embarrassed, the... Uh, <laughs> it sounds to be pretty embarrassed that Joe's... Uh, self-sacrifice type love type thing of, for the doctor killed killed him yeah <laughs> I'll destroy you all no you can't uh, kill me instead of the doctor no uh, I die <laughs> <laughs> this does not compute also I'm pretty sure he said at that point there is no potato <laughs> <laughs> I mean he can't have because that would be crazy but uh, that would make more sense than saying there is no potato than you know well, than Joe, Joe self-sacrifice killing him. I wouldn't say it makes more sense, but <laughs> as much sense. No, it's fine because the further you away you get from that, the more sense it becomes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll think about it tomorrow and think <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yes, by time by the time you've forgot about this, <laughs> it'll have explained all of science. Yeah, it's how science works, or not. Speaking of science, mm. or not, it's the uh, magic woman, Miss Hawthorne, or Olive. Mm. Yes, I call her Olive. What? As in olive oil? No, oh. as in her first name. Is that her first name? I just yeah, assume. Yeah. I, well, it's you. I just assume you make up people's <laughs> names all the time. Don't make up people's names. Although I, I might start doing that. It sounds fun. What do you mean, start doing it? <laughs> you doing it for the last eight series. <laughs> At one point, you couldn't remember Mike Kate's names and, call him, and called him Evans. <laughs> That's different. Yeah, so this woman's into magic, so she must be your favourite character. I liked her. How did you like her? She was amusing. I didn't like her. She didn't do anything that annoys me. She's she was wrong. Well, well you know why I didn't like her. There's a lot of people in Doctor Who was wrong, apart from the Doctor. But you know why I didn't like her, girl? Why? Because I think you'll find. That you said she said something at one what? point. <laughs> <laughs> what? You mean that bit at the end of the third episode is if he becomes Irish, I'll die? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't like it. I mean, she definitely didn't say if he comes out, we shall all die. <laughs> definitely not. No, definitely not that. It was definitely the Irish thing. Yeah. Look out, look out, <laughs> look out, itchy. <laughs> If he becomes Irish, I'll die. <laughs> it all makes sense. She's also one of the people that Master can't hypnotise. Yeah. I, he tried it, and uh, she wasn't having any of it. No. Her mind's already full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't throw any more in there. 
And she thought he was Irish. Um, uh, and, and then after that, she goes, I must go and find someone else who will leave me. That's it. Go on, indoctrinate, indoctrinate a few more people. Who, her or the master? Because <laughs> Fuck it, nobody's believing me. I've got to find someone who will believe me. Someone. And thus started the cult. Funny thing is, the person that most kind of almost believed her was the doctor. Because she was on TV saying about, you can't open this dig thing because we'll all die because of the apocalypse or something. And the doctor gets up to leave. Where are you going? Well, she's exactly right. We have to go to Devil's End. Mm. Are you taking leave of your senses? <laughs> but it was okay, because once he got further away, then his senses mm. grew too large. I don't know. Well, see, it was already far away at that point, so it made perfect sense. Oh, right. The closer he got to Devil's End, yeah. the, the smaller yeah. she became. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I started Morris oh. dancing shit. It was turned into an episode. And Joe, Joe I try and save the day. Because he can't. <laughs> it almost turned into an episode of uh, The Prisoner. Yeah, I don't think I, I think watched it was, that. Was it filmed at the same place? No idea. Probably not. Should have been. But yeah, she, the way she dressed, she reminded me of Mary Poppins, but that's got not to do with anything anyway. But it's like... When she went up to the BBC crew, was it the BBC crew? Mm. Yeah, and she goes, uh, you should listen to me. I'm a witch. I've done weird witch stuff, so I know what I'm talking about. Or convince me. Uh, yes, but well, no, nowadays they just put her in a reality show. Goggle box or white swap or whatever that was. Witch swap. Witch swap. She also said she was long in the tooth at one point. She's 41. It's it's took a toll. <laughs> what bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe the further she gets away from her age, the older she gets. Don't don't uh, labor no. the points down. No. I don't know where I will. <laughs> Like yours, you were going up. Uh, the dome, or as the mm. doctor called it, a lethal. Or is it the brigadier? Someone called it a lethal mushroom. Was it the farmer? I think it might have been Mario. Video games jokes, yeah. But it reminded me of the Simpsons movie. Am I going? Oh, yes. oh, you knew what I was talking about. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. But it was the same thing. It was a dome. There was no machine or a Zal in that. Oh, how awesome would that have been if a Zal had been in it? Oh, the Stephen King thing as well. Was there a dome in the Stephen King thing? It was Stephen King, right? Um, they did a TV show. Oh, the dome. Under the dome. You know what? When you said Stephen King... I thought of Stephen Hawking for some reason. But then Yeah, Stephen uh, Hawking's Dome, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Hawking's Dome. It's a reality show where Where he keeps a black hole. In a dome, excellent, yeah. yes. And a little village. And he just sees how long it takes to get sucked in. And the twist is the village is actually in New Hampshire. 
Because it's just like the village in the show. The black hole is it's just a painting on the dome. Yeah, but yeah. The... while E. Coyote made the painting, and it didn't affect anyone else until he went up to it, and then mm. he got sucked into it. It's a good show. <laughs> I'd fucking watch this. <laughs> With Stephen Hawking commentating. Yes. Commenting. Whatever that word is. I'll never get it right. And no Eddie Redmayne in sight. Excellent. Professor Horner, <laughs> who was the archaeologist mm. who may or may not have been mentioned by Mr. Mm. Synopsis. Apparently, he the archaeological dig that he was doing at Devil's Hump or Mound or whatever, mm. he times the, his archaeological digs. You know, he does them mm. for when his books are out, apparently. Oh, is it the way around? No, because he specifically said... He says, why, why, why are we doing... Well, this, the BBC... Uh, well, oh, yeah, Alex yeah, Ferguson yeah. on BBC Three said, why are we doing it at this point? Well, I've got a book out, haven't I? Mm. I thought, really? You're doing an arche- you're doing a scientific archaeological dig because you have a book out. <laughs> Aren't you wonderful? Well, well his, his book is on the archaeological dig that he's just about to do. Does <laughs> that work? <laughs> I'm writing a book about about this. I'm basically writing a book about a scientific experiment that I haven't done yet. <laughs> And he just hopes it goes right, <laughs> exactly as is planned. If it, if it happens exactly as it is in the book, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but this book is blank, exactly. And in, and if it's not, I issue revision two yeah. of the book. Is that what uh, Stephen Hawking did? With a brief history of time and what was the other one? Uh there's a brief version of the universe in a nutshell no he did something else with a history of time didn't he he did another version of that so the universe in a nutshell is pretty much the same as brief history of time so all I can think of there is the Austin Powers joke this is me in a nutshell and then is it the great something or other pretender probably Muppet Caper Stephen Hawking is the great Muppet Caper where the, he does the novelization to the movie. No, no. Look, if he did the novelization to the Great Muppet Caper, <laughs> you would buy it. <laughs> and I might too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all this, all this thing about the archaeological dig was on BBC Three. Mm. Now, this was shown back in nineteen seventy-two. Let's say. Yeah. No, 71. Say all the years and you can cut the right one. <laughs> it was 71. Uh, and BBC Three wasn't on, didn't start until 2000 and something. But it was kind of a joke type thing because it's meant to be set slightly in the future and now there is a BBC Three. Not for long though. That actually sort of did that sort of thing as well. Would you say? Well... It covered things like archaeological digs, history and things. Was BBC Four did that? Wasn't it more? They did more of the knowledge type thing, didn't they? I think generally four, yeah. Didn't three do stuff like that as well? I don't know, it was more youth stuff. 
But just to confuse uh, things even more, that this actual TV, this episode, these episodes were repeated on BBC Four in two thousand and seven, where they would yeah. have had people talking about BBC Three. Yeah. <laughs> just fuck with everyone's mind. So Evans. Yeah, Evans. Mr. Yates Evans. Mr. Yates Evans. He, he wears sunglasses on a helicopter. There's a bit where he's flying a helicopter, he's wearing sunglasses. Someone points something out on the ground and he takes the sunglasses off so he can get a better look. Mm. So he can see what he's looking at. And I'm thinking, right, so you have to take your sunglasses off so you're able to see something. You shouldn't be, should you be wearing them whenever you're flying the helicopter? He's on autopilot. He's on fucking autopilot. Or his co-pilot was piling. So he was free to look cool. But there's no one next to him. But if there was someone next to him, it would have been the autopilot. Yeah. Therefore, he doesn't exist. But you got to look cool while you're flying. If, if somebody's well, got you... sitting in a helicopter is not looking cool enough. No. You've, you've got to look the complete coolness. <laughs> Even if it's crashing. <laughs> oh, you don't, there's nothing there's nothing cooler than crashing in a helicopter. Yeah. As long as you, you sit back, chilled out, you've got your glasses on. With a white wine or a dry martini. With flames going behind you. Hmm. <laughs> flames are the coolest of all. And then the helicopter is stolen by somebody. Hmm. He goes a bit north by northwest where he flies with somebody or other in the helicopter, flies over the doctor in, in Bessie. Mm. And then he, the person in the helicopter that's bit, that he's, the person that stole the helicopter flies it into the barrier and blows up. Yep. And we, we've watched this, what, twice now? Yeah. And we still can't work out why he did this. No. The doctor says he's trying to force him into the barrier. But instead flies into it himself. <laughs> How a helicopter can force I've somebody... Got I've got it. ...in a car where he wants to go, I don't know. Right, he's far away from the barrier, so he can see it. <laughs> see where I'm going here? Yeah. The closer he gets to the barrier, it gets smaller, so he can't see it. <laughs> And he thought, I'm easily going to miss that. But, <laughs> but no, like a TV in a living room <laughs> when you're at work, it's going to hit the barrier. So, which brings me on to uh, Benton. Who was Does the, it? <laughs> <laughs> who was the guy that... Uh, Yeah. The the other guy that stole the uh, helicopter. Right, Ben. What? No, it was Benton, wasn't it? Not yet. Benton didn't steal the helicopter. No, but no, Benton didn't steal it. No. But he had the fist fight with the guy who stole it. All oh, right. Okay. Which is what I was saying. Yeah, he had the fist fight with the guy who stole it. It's like it was a point of view fist fight as well. Which was quite oh, cool. Right. So what we only saw the other guy. Mm. 
Well, not quite sometimes, but a lot of it were in point of view. So it was like a big toothpaste, like. And he's like, no, I want to fly the copter. No, I do. <laughs> Science, Be- because, magic. Because we had no idea why anybody wanted to fly the helicopter anyway. <laughs> there was just a fight about who gets to fly this helicopter. And we still don't know why the person who won flew it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if flying is what you call it. Benton also complained about being at the start being stuck with uh, watching TV and eating corned beef sandwiches. Corned beef sandwiches are awesome. Bit of brown sauce. Away you go. And, uh, and, and sitting, TV as well. Sitting in. Look, he's at his job. He's sitting in with corned beef sandwiches and watching TV, and he's still complaining. Yeah. Yeah, he's almost got it as good as me. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. In fact, I wish I had some corned beef sandwiches while I was watching TV at work. I, well, who doesn't? Do you have, do you have brown sauce on your corned beef sandwiches? I have either brown or red. Oh, no, I can't have red. Yeah. It ruins it. Oh, I can't yeah. have brown sauce. In fact, I'm quite annoyed now that there's no corned beef in the house. My favourite is the ketchup, but I do occasionally have a bit brown. And then, yes, and they're watching Doctor Who on TV. <laughs> well, they pretty much were, and then and then Yates got Benton to film the BBC to find out what's going on. I know what he fucking means. <laughs> First of all, could he ask the BBC why that guy flew into the barrier? <laughs> I've just watched a fight. Over an helicopter. <laughs> why is anybody going for this helicopter? And what are? What, why did he just fly into that barrier? <laughs> is this the director general? Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> Episode three of. <laughs> and the final mm-hmm. hilarious thing about Benton. Mm-hmm. Well, this story anyway. Is, is the master right at the end the master's been apprehended Benton has him the master has some kind of cloak that he's wearing and uh, you know the master's going to try and get away or he's going to get away well he doesn't but he sort of does but the master takes his cloak off throws it over Benton who immediately collapses as if a piano has fallen on <laughs> and then the master runs away. <laughs> it's obviously a lead cloak. <laughs> the, the further away from the master it gets, the heavier it gets. It reminds me of the police squad <laughs> naked gun things where Frank Driven has the towel thrown at his face and he, and he holds it going, ah! <laughs> You're listening to Drunken Time Travel. It's quarter past the said hour. It's time for the beer interlude. So, yes, Diablo chose this beer because of the whole (laughs) devil thing. Also, it has super clean yeast, apparently. Super clean yeast. Yeah. I I wonder what they washed it with. 
more clean yeast. Thundering wildebeest. The oh. Cleaned it with thundering wildebeest. Yes, that's what it says here. No, no, it rose over your palate like a herd of thundering wildebeest. Oh. Does indeed. Well, it smells nice. I've not actually tasted this yet. Have you not? No. I've like drank half of it. Speaking of thundering wildebeest, there's a uh, there's a couple of teams in my work called uh, Mega Gatherers and Thunder Ducks. What? <laughs> and is that a job I can apply for? <laughs> well, you don't want it. It just sounds like it sounds like a really boring job. But I thought, how can this make this more exciting? I know I'll get my three-year-old child to name it. <laughs> Can I get some this three-year-old child to rename my job? I'm glad that you kept going with that sentence after can I get somebody's three-year-old child. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite... In I what do you think of the beer? And then I'll tell you what I think. It is very strong. See, in flavour. I really like it up to mm. a point. And then, and then it's a bit too harsh of the aftertaste for me, I think. Uh, yeah, I get what you mean with the aftertaste. It's, it's got a really nice flavour. It kicks in, kicks in, and then it just keeps kicking in. <laughs> and doesn't stop. It's like, hmm, that's quite... Oh, oh, well, it's not that bad, but, you know, it's just like... Oh, if it only had stopped it, a little bit earlier, it would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, it have been just perfect, but it just keeps going on that little bit too far. Yeah. They do say it bites. I don't think they mean badly. But it is one of the nicer IPAs I have tried, I would say. I would not turn another one down, but I certainly wouldn't seek another one out. Six percent, isn't it? Mm. It doesn't taste quite that strong. No. Well, six percent isn't. Is it bad that I'm saying six percent isn't that much? Pardon me. <coughs> See, I think of six percent at the high end of acceptable. Well, it is, yeah. And then seven is like, oh, that's, but, that's a bit high. Well, it's not I'm saying. But I'm, I'm it, not saying it's a bit. I'm saying 7%, you need to be off the next day before you have one of them kind of thing. But generally, most of the time, when you've got something that's about 6%, you can taste that it's sort of 6%. It's getting up to that sort of strength. Uh, yeah. But this, no, but it, and yeah, I can't really taste. I wouldn't, if I had to guess, I'd probably say five. So yeah, but other times you can just taste the alcohol immediately. Yeah, there's a slight sort of bitter, overly bitter aftertaste. Yeah, it is bitter. That's, yeah, I don't. I'm not that keen on the aftertaste. It's it's a lot bitter, more bitter than 
most of the IPAs I've ever had. If it wasn't for the aftertaste, I would uh, give it a sticker. Well, give it a DTT approved sticker. It's got 80 IBUs anyway. Courtesy of which, uh, which sounds strong and it does taste strong as well. So. I thought you said it didn't taste strong. Or do you mean taste wise? Flavour, IBUs. Flavour wise. Not that it's something that's uh, heavily advertised these days, what strength IBU it's got. So you never really get to work that comparison. But it is a nice drink. Yeah, I wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't it's say it's not getting a sticker, but... Yeah, they can't all get stickers. No, certainly not. If anybody wants to give us some free samples uh, Feel free. to try and get a sticker... Yeah, please do. Yeah. The address is care of drunken time travel. The doctor. The doctor, yes. There was a, at one point where he was doing the actual doctor thing. Well, he was, he was being a doctor. Yeah. Even though he's not a doctor. He says he is, but he's not. It was just feeling uh, Benson all over the place. And he's like, no, no bones broken. I was like, was because that because it because he didn't scream whilst you were just pressing him everywhere. <laughs> so he didn't scream. So there's nothing wrong with him. Oh, well, we did say that was the last funny bit about Benson in this episode, but that was like, yeah, Benson. <laughs> Benson always screams. <laughs> Apart from when the doctors feel anyone. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Fenton takes it where he can get it. And the Doctor did come out with the old uh, cliched impossible for me to fly aerodynamically thing, which we all know is wrong. Yes. Or if you don't, but you do now. But, exp <laughs> but explain why it came about. Because of idiots. No, there is a there is a there is a scientific reason for why it came uh, that why the whole thing started. <coughs> but it's because they didn't understand it fully enough. Yeah, it's basically yeah, it's basically not saying it's possible for a bee to fly. They're basically saying because of what we understand about science, it's mm -hmm. it wasn't yeah. at that time impossible for a bee to fly. But we. I mean, according, according real to... Real imaging techniques and slow motion and everything, they, they can see how it works and everything, and it's perfectly within the bounds of science to fly. Yeah. Well, the, the <coughs> science understands yeah. fusion, but they can't redo it. It doesn't mean the sun doesn't exist. Mm. I mean, as the doctor says, everything has a scientific explanation. Yeah. Everything has a scientific, except for some demons. Except <laughs> for these demons, there can be some inundation. Yeah. All, all it takes is the the collective psychokinetic energy of thousands of believers, and that that's your scientific explanation, apparently. Not believers. 
Да, да, лео. Вемчел. Да, 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 Oh, I can't see him to punch now. <laughs> and also, I could probably step on him. Oh, so I seem to have just crashed into this barrier. <laughs> and then he had the old uh, Bessie uh, driving itself. Uh, yeah, with his, with his yeah. Uh, solenoids and his remote control for Bessie. Which, which was cool and all, but he, he was like fucking overusing that, didn't he? He did it, what, three times in these episodes? I reckon he should have left uh, Bessie being as an intelligent entity that could drive itself. Well, he'd somehow create an AI inside Bessie. Yeah, that would have been awesome. How <laughs> likely is that? The Doctor doesn't create... Well, the Doctor doesn't have an AI in the TARDIS until you know who. <laughs> it's implied, though, Implode or implied? Implied. It's just manifested until you know. Manifest destiny. Yeah, and then uh, there was one point when there was having the helicopter chase towards the barrier. Yes. Whatever it was, a race or something. Who knows? A one day race, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just as the doctor approaches the. <laughs> The barrier. He goes. Uh, he gives uh, plenty of turns the car, and then warning to Joe. Straight after, he turns it and then gives the warning. <laughs> I'm surprised. Surprised Joe falls out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's like, wall, yeah. there's walls. It's not like there's doors on Jibesi. And it's not like he planned that half a mile down the road. <laughs> he waited until it turned, and Joe was already rolling out at the door before he says, Hold on, no, she's gone. And then he thought, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he had been uh, giving him a hard time all episode, hadn't he? Mm. The doctor also tried to teach Osgood to make, uh, make the machine that would. Uh, bring down the barrier yeah that's right Osgood mm. before Osgood in the new series the, uh, the science girl with the Dr. Tom Baker scarf there was a science guy with glasses in, in this episode mm. epistory with who was called Osgood who had no idea what the doctor was talking about when he talked science I don't really just sort of pardon me because he was like teaching the guy how to make this machine that made no sense to him because he didn't know any of the doctor's science and he was saying and he said to the doctor wouldn't it make more sense if I knew what you were talking about and the doctor was like yes but but that's <coughs> obviously not going to happen for, so just pay attention <laughs> oh no it wouldn't speed things up well yes no after the first initial eight it gets a lot better He's still not getting a sticker. All right, not GBH then. (laughs) 
Yeah, not GBH. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Doctor of Trivia's Eternal Shame was also touched by Morris dancers. Morris dancers are, yeah. are what, folk dancers in, in England? Yeah. Who wear what and have bells? Yeah. And there's a guy in a newspaper suit who's the ragman or something? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Yes, but it happens. Yeah, it just happens. <laughs> we move on. <laughs> it went a bit wicker, bit uh, you know that uh, movie wicker. Not the not the uh, not the Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage and the bees, but Wicker Man mm. with uh, with Edward Woodward, or as the master calls him, Ewar Woodward. Yeah, he got attacked by more sensors, which, to be fair, is a bit tame after battling Cybermen and Daleks. He did get tied to a stake, though. If it was an evil stake, that would be good. Would be, but I expect he could escape from that. Unless they set a line up on him. A lion stake? No, a lion. But then it would only eat his back. Ah, but if the doctor just turns... Oh, is that all? It's He's a, only going no, to no, eat no. his if back. No, no, no. If the doctor turns his back away from the lion, the lion wouldn't know there was a stake there. It would probably paw him around. No, because, because it would get closer and it, the stake would get smaller. Still be able to smell it. Because animals it, are stupid. It, it not, very... Animals are not going to go. Mm. Not going to know the basic science that if it ran away, the steak would get larger and it could eat more. But he could still smell it, so it'd be looking for. He'd think he'd be hiding it in his pocket or something like that, so he'd ravage him to death until he found the minute steak. And then the lion would uh, crash into the barrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how everything ends with everyone. <laughs> Oh, Joe. Poor Joe. She believes in magic. Yeah. So the Doctor and Joe are basically the reverse Mulder and Scully. And, and that's why uh, the Doctor gave her a hard time all epistory. Yeah. Yeah, he basically gave her a bad time. It was all her, Joe's fault that the Doctor can't drive properly and work out how to get places. It was also the doctor shouts at her about the brigadier because she said, as if blowing some things up solves anything. And he's like, oh, give him, he's your commanding officer, you should give him his respect, mm. like he does. He's his mm. fucking commanding officer as well, he didn't give him any goddamn respect. Also, he, yeah. also, he also had. Yeah, well, yeah, since when did he? Uh, exactly. Sort of have a good word to say about the brig. And then she didn't know what magister meant, and he was like, oh, did you fail Latin as well as science? Oh, I learned so. <laughs> this was at the time when everyone apparently did Latin, but no one does that at all anymore. Because why would you? I'd like to do it at some point. But that's... I don't know what magister means, anyway. Which is master. Because he was called Reverend Magister. Because God knows he can't hide in plain sight. He can't just call... You know what? I'll call myself Reverend McGibbon. No, no. No, it has to be a clue. It has to be some kind of clue. 
Well, if you're in love reverent, with your own name... Reverend, I'm the master. <laughs> if you're in love with your own name that much, I can see why you would go to such lengths to, <laughs> to keep your name in whatever guise. Reverend Hay, Reverend Hay. Yes. Are you Reverend Hay, I, Hay Doctor, I'm the master? That is my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the doctor's figured out who you are. How has he done this? <laughs> I'm constantly being plagued by him. Uh, yes, so, um, Joe... I did like one of Joe's quotes at one point. Because, as, no, it's, it's something really bad happening, you know. Devilish. Yes. Just to tie in with the theme of the episode. <laughs> Did you not go, huh? Huh? Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, fuck you. There's <laughs> also a bit when they're in the pub working out how to defeat the devil or something like that. Yes, I don't know. And the landlord of the pub, who's like, Do you mind if I clean the pub? And she's like, Fine if you do it quietly. It's his fucking pub! <laughs> He just been like, get the fuck out of here, you stupid. Can't just take over. Can't just take over people's pubs. Who does Joe think she is? Tesco. Is is it just a really kind pub landlord? No problem with the landlord. Also, I liked her flares. Very seventies. Not the best colour of brown, but there. Fair enough. I, I, I didn't pay much attention to her flowers. I mean, well, she was, she was climbing down a ladder at one point and you could not miss them. Uh, I missed them. Maybe you were too close to the TV. The master... Is, is a, yeah, he's a vicar now, apparently. Um, and he always dresses for the occasion. Apparently. Mm. Although, and when the doctor, no, and when the master learned the doctor, he goes, wait, the doctor's here? Yes. I, I thought I was finally free of him in 20th century England. <laughs> How could he possibly be here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's stuck in this time. Here. He can't move from this time. And then he gets out of his calendar and he's like, oh, I, I, had, I had the 21st century. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm meant to go in October. <laughs> to Albuquerque. But I took a wrong turn. Yeah, and uh, all the Master wants is uh, submission and obedience. Yeah. Not only from his uh, subjects. That's why he started a cult. So it, it doesn't want that much, and uh, it's, it's a reasonable request, I think. I, f I feel so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I can't see why they didn't uh, take it up. Sure, like saying, as my will, so moot it be. And also, Iwar Uwar. <laughs> which, as we all know, is Edward Woodward without the D's. <laughs> but that was what he sort of used to summon people. <laughs> and a bit of the incantation. Is that what he used to summon Edward Woodward? Yes. The equaliser. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently so. But he got Denzel Washington instead. What are the odds? 
The incantation used by the master to summon the demon. So part of it is apparently the nursery rhyme Mary had a little lamb, but backwards. The uh, BBC people apparently didn't want them using the Lord's Prayer spoken backwards. Because Cliff Richard was going to use that for a Christmas single. Comedy. Comedy. Brigadier! Yeah, he's uh, getting a bit poncy, isn't he? How's that? Yeah, fucking off to the opera and then getting miff when somebody uh, <laughs> steals his helicopter. He's his own it. personal helicopter. Even though there's a valid enough reason for him to uh, take the helicopter and get to somewhere urgent while he's pissing about in an opera. <laughs> but no, somebody's took my opera and fire them. Someone's took his opera. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> took my opera and <laughs> fire them. What that guy took his opera and flew it into the barrier. <laughs> oh, those, that's, that's awful. I think no, oh, nobody op- actually took the opera. He just had a seat in front of him and he couldn't see anyone. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, speaking of while he's uh, gone to the opera, he, uh, he did that after the doctor had rushed off saying there's going to be trouble at this dig site. Which the rest of the unit ignored, and uh, obviously the big deal was who is going? Ah, fuck it, I'll go to the opera. Then. The whole of the unit just ignored the doctor going away, saying there's going to be trouble. And the big deal, yes, I'm going to the opera. I'm going to, I'm the, going opera. to the opera. What, is he Eric Cartman now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> And like a spare, there was a great quote that the doc, that the master, the brigadier, one of these, yes. people, one of these people did. Yeah, uh, somebody used, did somewhere. Yeah. yeah, he was complaining about be, being like a spare lemon waiting for the squeezer. <laughs> which, which was interesting. I thought. Do lemons like waiting for the squeezer? I don't think. I think that was the point he was making. No, if you're a spare lemon, you're going to be waiting a long time for the squeezer because all the main lemons are going to get the, the main lemons. Yeah, or is he a backup lemon? Yeah, he, he's like the squidgy, rubbish, going mouldy lemon. That's the spare one in case they run out of the main ones. Right. What are your main lemons then? The big, fresh, juicy ones. Right. Okay. And he, he, he's the crappy spare one on the side in case they run out of main ones. He's an expendable lemon then. Yeah. So, right, you've got your main lemons, and then you've got your expendable Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger type lemons, right, you know, beside yeah, the... Yeah, of, uh, of no use lemons. Yeah, yeah. That aren't even going to fulfil their destiny of being squeezed. Their manifest destiny. Mm. Mm. So, that... And then there's uh, ch- when they're trying to break through the barrier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and the big deal's updating the doctor on it, and there's uh, nothing can get through it. You know, wood, rocks, porridge. <laughs> he didn't say. operating. <laughs> Maybe he just did, he didn't say that, did he? Well, it was like wood. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like that. I, I just or maybe, or maybe he just doesn't know how to play uh, rock paper scissors. <laughs> hey, you guys, does anyone want to play <laughs> wood rocks porridge? 
I don't know, it goes in line with how I imagine the unit works. Because, right, we've got an impenetrable barrier. How are we going to get through this? Let's let's try and throw some mud at it now that it works. Something harder. Rocks, yes. Right, right. Something, no. something, something softer. Absolutely. How about some porridge, sir? Mm. So can porridge get through? Good, good thinking, Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> or did somebody just trip up nearby right. with a bowl of porridge and accidentally? Right, this, 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 this <laughs> didn't work. I'm, I'm not being, I'm not being like a spare lemon waiting for the squeezer. <laughs> let's play, let's play wood rock porridge. Right, Ro- Roberts spilled porridge didn't go through. Let's put that on the report. Porridge covers wood, so rock wins. Well done. Well done, Evans. <laughs> I was a little annoyed that the brigadier got when because he was speaking to the doctor. Well, he was speaking to Evans on the uh, radio mic type thing, and he's like over, over. They all say over at the end, and then he's speaking to the doctor who just turns it off. <laughs> I don't know how annoyed they got about the doctor not saying over. <laughs> And they're only done. Is it? Is it over? Is it? Is it what? Is it finally <laughs> over? There's only five episodes this one. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> there is one bit we're referring to the the title drop count where they talk about who, Doctor Who. Mm. There is one bit where uh, the the witch Olive spoke about the Doctor being the Great Wizard Quee Quai Quad. Uh, and this is this is the three conjugates, the masculine, feminine, and neuter forms, of the uh, Latin word who. So so that's your uh, that's your uh, off off the off the cuff kind of off the wall title count thing. So yeah, we've had six of them mm-hmm. now, referring to the doctors who or Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not too comfortable with that one. No, that's that's awesome. That one. It, it is a pretty cool reference, but well, you you specifically wanted to be. I want Doctor to say who. Doctor Who. What is in the title? If you had said Doctor Who in Latin, would that be okay? No. <laughs> You're not right. Okay. Well, what about what about the cave count? Did you did you have an one down to that? I would classify that as a cave. Cavern, that's a cave. See, I'm not comfortable with that because it's it's the, basically the crypt underneath the church. That's not really a cave. You look really important. But, <laughs> but the dig site where the where he was digging, yeah, that that was a separate thing. That was a cave. It was going into the hillside. I'll give you that. It was a kind of a man-made cave, but I'll give you that. Hmm. Okay, there are now which 22 is, episodes with caves. Which is all I was thinking, as opposed to the the room under the church. So we have six title drop counts and 22 cave counts for those keeping score at home. My quote is from Yates summoning up what everyone has to do to defeat everything. Take it away, Evans. 
I see. So all we've got to deal with is something which is either too small to see or 30 feet tall. Can incinerate you or freeze you to death, turns stone images into homicidal monsters and looks like the very devil. Exactly. Excellent. Well done. Just thou have a quote? Yes. And my quote is not quite so much a quote, but the summoning of Azal at the end of episode one. And goes thusly. If they put like some kind of beat track at the back of that, that would be an awesome single. Final thoughts of the epistory. Yeah, it's one. I remembered as one that I didn't particularly like, but watching it again, it wasn't actually too bad. I love the master as the vicar. I think that's a great juxtaposition to have him in. And and the final scene with the doctor and the master and the Zal, I thought was really good with the whole the master wanting power from Azal to rule the earth. And the doctor not wanting it, yeah. and then he was going to, and then the Zal was going to give the power to the doctor, and he's like, "I don't want the power. What are you doing, you mad yeah. bastard?" Yeah. Uh, or at least the bit leading up to the final bit, the bit where he dies of confusion. Yes, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I kind of like that as well. Uh, but at least they didn't have the no, master. It, it's, the it's okay for a computer to die of confusion. <laughs> Or porridge. <laughs> At least they didn't have as uh, the master trying to get the doctor uh, not, to rule the universe with them again. Not getting a demon to say, "I don't understand what you just did. Uh, I'm going to die." Okay. Well, fair enough. There are some. Yeah, it's definitely not science. It's magic. No, it's magic. It's ah, boom. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but some of the bits could have done. It could have done with a bit of trimming. But then that's always the case, isn't it? But at least it was only five instead of six. Mm. So that was good. Yeah, on the whole, like... But yeah, it, it didn't drag out that too much. Yeah, so I the, quite liked the, it. The dome thing was alright. Was it enough happening to not sort of be rather protractive? Hmm. I still think the, the best third Doctor one at the moment is... Silurians, was it? I can't remember. Possibly terribly one. Our end quote comes from the usual suspects movie thing. Quite, obviously. And it goes The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Discussion concluded. As my will so mote it be. Sorry, we must do the fertility dance to celebrate. Oh no, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm still rather busy. At oh nonsense, Sergeant. Come along. Come on, Doctor. Fancy a dance, Brigadier? It's kind of you, Captain Gates. 